What's good, Denver? Sweet. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. What's Good Denver is a weekly celebration of culture and discovery and fun stuff to do in Denver for kids, couples, singles, and old-timers. I'm Ryan Estes with Tom, 65 degrees in February, Donahue, and the NBA All-Star Game of Podcasting, Troy Higgins. Today's feature is Denver Hacks, but let's start with this, this, this NBA All-Star Game. Troy, did you watch it at all? I know you were moving all weekend. I had it actually going on in the background while I was building a dresser and <laughs> I was able to successfully build the dresser without getting distracted whatsoever. So that tells you a little bit about how exciting the game was. It was the worst one I think I've ever seen. It was it was ridiculous. Really? Yeah. It was the score I think was two hundred and eight to hundred and eighty six or something like that. <laughs> I so <laughs> zero defense going on. It, it's yeah. just it, it, yeah, there's it, they need to reformat something. Um, there's just the players have obviously zero incentive to try at all, or, or just like there's no stakes. Yeah, well, and it's like I, I kind of see their point. I mean, the NFL went to a flag football and does like a skills challenge because honestly, like playing a football game at the end of the season, a 17 game season, is probably pretty dangerous. Like you're talking about, you know, million million dollar investment in these players. You're getting out there like smashing heads with no stakes. doesn't make sense. So they kind of transition to kind of a cool thing where it's like really fun for kids. I think the NBA would would probably it behoove them to do something similar, you know? I mean, it was kind of fun watching them heave up half-court shots and make it. I mean, it's yeah. oh, ridiculous. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's fun to see, definitely. But as far as like competitive aspect, I think – one of the things would have to be just a bigger monetary incentive for these guys. I think yeah. there'd have to be some sort of financial, like significant financial gain, obviously, you know, for them. Uh, I, th- I think it's like a hundred thousand. It was, it's something low right now. It's like a hundred thousand dollars for them, which is yeah. like it's Trump change for them. So they, I think they'd have to do that. Anthony Edwards, I think it was Anthony Edwards. He also said, it could have been someone else, but he was like, this isn't like, it's called all-star break for a reason. You know, like we're on break. Like we're not out here to mm. compete. Like totally. <laughs> so yeah. 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 Some I was thinking that you could, they could do a couple of things, you know, on one side, I saw this comment on Reddit that said like, why don't they have the G league do uh, a real game for NBA contract? Like the G league all-stars play and like the winning team gets NBA contracts you know, something like that. And then like the NBA guys can all like cheer them on and be coaches and stuff. Or what if you did like a three on three tournament where it's a bracket where over like the course of three or four hours, like the whole bracket plays out. And then they, they just, it's like a $10 million purse for like a charity or something. So you have the charity organizations there going nuts. And then you could have like four games going on three on three tournament, you know, something like that would be cool. You know, it's a little bit, yeah, it's like street ball or something, you know. That would be incredible. I read, I read about that too. The, the like two on two or three on three. That would now that is some content I could get behind there. Yeah, that would be good because that would make them feel like they want to compete and win. Totally. Like, like, and uh, it would it would be half court, so they don't have to move around so much, but they get a little bit more trash talking, you know. 
yeah like, a like tournament a, and give the winning team like 10 million dollars that will make them really <laughs> be down for it like all right this is for five million each yeah for 2v2 <laughs> just the bragging rights too because it's not collectively a whole team not trying it's like all right there's three of us like it's all on us yeah like, imagine mm-hmm. imagine like curry and Jokic versus like Kevin Durant and Luca, like that would just yeah. <laughs> people be tuning into that. Be awesome, yeah. I mean, you probably you probably wouldn't even have to do it that rich. I mean, if there, it was a dope chain, you know, with like a pendant that had like, then it's all about bragging rights. You know, you mm-hmm. could put fifty thousand in diamonds onto a chain, and those guys will die for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do they typically do this this point of the season too? Like, I feel like they also don't want to get hurt for their mid season, mid season, yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. I mean, it makes sense. I could see why they're dogging it, but I mean, I don't know. I had mixed feelings. It's like, well, there's no, it's kind of wild because they're so good and they're just throwing up whatever and it goes in. It was just, yeah, there's just, I saw just some Instagram clips. There's just no defense and all <laughs> buckets and they're the, just handing the ball to each other. Yeah. And because like half of the court is seven footers at this point. You know, the, like the court seems smaller. Like it looked different. Like NBA guys are big already, but there's usually a sprinkle of, you know, a couple of short 6'2 guys in there. But with all of them being like giants, it was wild looking. It's just like, God, look at these guys. The level of skill at basketball right now is all time great. It's pretty dope. Yeah, cool. I agree. Yeah, it, it <laughs> to is, follow the show, is. go to kitcaster.com forward slash Denver and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Our music is by Troy Higgins. And today our sponsor is Kitcaster. Kitcaster books your podcast interviews. Go to kitcaster.com and click the application. Specifically, Kitcaster works with funded startup founders, entrepreneurs with exits, C-suite executives, and books them on the world's top podcast. If that sounds like you, if you've got a project and you're burning to tell the world what better place to do than to tell that on podcasts. So check out kitcaster.com forward slash apply now. Boom. Okay. So like we said, we had a feature that is going to be Denver hacks for new people coming in and it's springtime. So we got a lot of people moving around. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but first let's jump to events. Tom, you want to kick us off, buddy? Absolutely. Um, For events this week, I got a couple interesting things going on i got some bass ready for everybody mission ballroom friday at 7 30 p.m we always got to mention it when there's some bass coming through but lab group they're crazy i i don't even know who it is it's just these three guys and they throw down i saw them at electric forest last summer and nice it, it just goes crazy so if you want to get some cool interesting you know experimental bass music in your face Live group. That's that's gonna be great. Experimental how so? Just like there's it's hard to even put a genre to it. Like if you've never heard anything like that, I mean it just all kind of falls into the realm of bass music, but it just doesn't sound like anything you've ever heard before. Cool. Stuff like um Closey or like Lab Group and um LS Dream even, like it's all experimental bass. Nice. And and some some of them get even like way weirder than those three that I just mentioned, but this is some good uh nice experimental bass music. It's it's solid. Nice. Um outside of that, here, hold on, let me get some uh some views for the uh people here. 
we got dating in the dark. Now this is different than I thought it was going to be when I found the um, event, <laughs> but dating in the dark is a new game show. It's a little, little local Denver game show. It's by Gracie Thompson. And I guess she's been doing this for a while now and people have been starting to tune in, but essentially it's happening at Zeppelin station, which is really close to us over here. Um, it's a one hour event and here's the description. Do you love reality TV? Like the bachelor love Island love is blind and too hot to handle <laughs> come to dating in the dark and watch love stories play out in real time. So I thought this was going to be speed dating yeah, where the lights are off, right? but actually it's a dating show. Um, and they're going to take singles from the Denver area and have them date other singles while blindfolded. But there's like an, an audience, like a studio audience while they're doing <laughs> wow. the date. Whoa. Um, so it says, did I mention our singles need the help of our audience? Yes, you heard that right. You get a say in how the dates play out. Hosted by local Denver comedian, Hannah Popkin, blah, blah, blah. Happens every fourth Sunday at Zeppelin Station. That sounds like fun. So yeah, grab a friend, your mom, your lonely neighbor, maybe even your boss, and watch sparks fly. Will you be pulled on stage if you're in the audience? No, not unless you make it well known that you want to. Let's just see. How does it work here? We have one main dater and three alternate daters. The crowd gets to decide which of the alternate daters they want our main dater to date first as well. As swapping the daters, oh, sorry, as well as swapping <laughs> the daters out throughout the show. Should we say date one more time? Okay, so yeah, you, basically there's going to be one focus person and then a couple other daters and they're going to be swapping them out throughout the show. The crowd's getting to decide some things about how the date goes. That seems pretty cool. That sounds really fun. So it's in the dark. So the, the two people can't see each other, but the audience can see everybody. So... You got to trust the audience. <laughs> Sounds like they're comedian. blindfolded. They're blindfolded. Yeah, it, it's right? blindfolded. Yeah, the <laughs> the daters are blindfolded. The audience can see everything. Gets to see, and the winners get a gift card to Uptown and Humboldt. Nice. Uptown and Humboldt. I don't know those places, but <laughs> the winners get a gift card to that restaurant for a second date. So it's very it fun. Is it like broadcasted or is it like a more of a live in-person thing? See, that's what I was confused about. I don't think it's this that big of a dating show just yet. But okay. uh, no, I don't think it's broadcast. I think it's just an in-person little uh, show that they're doing right now. Yeah. But, you know, that's super looks, cool. looks pretty cool. It looks really cool. Seems like a fun date night to bring a date to go watch the dates. Agreed. And dictate the dates totally because then their squirminess will put you at ease yeah exactly exactly you're like wow look how bad that's going our date is going great <laughs> so much i'm in better. a great relationship i know yes this seems like a challenge to find women to do this like it seems like a lot of dudes would sign up for this no problem yeah but some and I'm, i don't mean to be gender normative as far as like men dating women i'm sure there's everybody's dating everybody but still it seems like for gals it's like boy this is a little bit of a Gals don't have a hard time finding get dates, do they? I have no idea. I don't know. Who knows? If you want to switch it up, go for something different here. Go for something different. Yeah. Why Why would you want to look at your date? Well, it's ridiculous. These kind of um, smaller 
theme date shows have been getting popular though. Like there's a big one in New York city that one of my high school friends was on and like, they have a ton of followers like following their highlights on Instagram and YouTube and stuff. So cool. they just create little shorts out of it. But yeah, I think these local dating scene shows are, are starting to catch on. So it maybe, um, fun. maybe they're onto something here. Too bad. Dating in the dark. Love is blind is already taken because that would have worked for this as well. Very yeah, well. Exactly. Love is blind is. Yeah. I, that's a weird one. I mean, I don't really know how I feel about love is blind. They're just, are they, they actually blind? see each other. No, they're not actually blind. They just I've never seen can't it. see each other. And they have to like, based off of conversations over the course of a few days, decide whether they want to get engaged to the person. <laughs> oh my God. And then like, there's wow. like a big reveal or like, basically you're supposed to either engage or propose right there or just be like actually nah once you see them wow but yeah that's a that's a weird one yeah i mean i guess the big punchline is like see we all really actually care about how people look (laughs) i guess but but they they spin it the other way where the punchline is like Looks don't matter. Yeah. And then once yeah. it gets down to the point where they actually see each other, you realize that looks definitely do matter. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be e- equivalent hotness. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the like the chasm is that you have to overcome between like one side being more attractive than the other. But there's like a there's like a range where you can be at at the end, but not you can't be at the end of the range. Mm-hmm. They have to be equivalent in some way of hotness. Sure. Pretty yes. close. <laughs> You know, <laughs> those those dating shows, they're just, they're crazy. I, sometimes I feel like they're like, some of them can be very draining. I had a, I had an internship several years back at a, for a music catalog. And one of my tasks was to go through TV shows that their music was in and audit lyrics that's in the show to make sure everything was correct. Hmm. And I had to watch hours and hours of footage from this show called Temptation Island Oh, and bas- wow. basically the premise is that uh, single women go and stay in this luxury villa with 10 taken guys and then like vice versa, 10 taken women go stay in this luxury villa with uh, 10 single men. And like there's significant others split in the beginning and it's whoever doesn't cheat on their significant other like wins in the end. <laughs> and just watching <laughs> hours of that, it takes a toll on you, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> So it's like just oh. wow this is bad temptation island yeah yeah wow they're very popular shows but i don't think i've seen one of them ever the concepts are crazy these days <laughs> there's one on hbo now where everyone's just naked you just it's just one dater and then all the dates are in this these like tubes oh i've uh, seen that one it called yeah and it yeah it starts by like coming up to like their waistline and the people inside the tubes are completely naked. So the, the person has to like, it's going waist down first. Okay. Then they have to eliminate someone. You see, someone. Then you it's see going like, like, then it's going like chest down. Then they have to eliminate someone. They're totally naked? Yeah. In the it, tubes? Yes. It doesn't so start like, with, it doesn't start with their face, right? It starts like, yeah, from it starts the, down with their like genitals and then, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Genitals then like shoulders down <laughs> then you get to see the face you have to eliminate a person each time and then no. you get to hear their voices you eliminate someone else and then you like pick it's, between so that's like the, the opposite of love is mind where you don't get to know them at all you just get to see them naked <laughs> and choose you see you see their knees you're like oh they're out 
that that knee is wrong. It's like that. It is oh definitely like that. You see some some nasty stuff on that show. Wow. That, that show was one of the most uncomfortable shows I've ever watched. For yeah, sure. weird. What's this called? That's funny. Oh, I forget. A, um, the tube? No. That would be funny though if it was called that. It's it's like naked. Naked something. attraction. Naked attraction. Yeah. Naked I think it's attraction. a UK. It's a UK show, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. That's next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some naked attraction. Check that out. <laughs> it's weird. I, I don't think I can handle that. I can't. I, I watched a half an episode of The Bachelor one time and just seeing them like kissing and making out was like, it just seemed gross, like unsanitary. I'm like, this is nasty. Yeah. <laughs> when there's like 20 what people in the doing? show. Yeah. It's just like, ooh. Yeah. This is a super spreader event is what this is. <laughs> the right. best well, way to find true love is speed date 30 women in the matter of a week. <laughs> yes. And have build relationships with uh, all of them and mm-hmm. make them fight each other. Yep. Anyway, dating in the dark. That's going to be this weekend. Shout Sunday out. at 6 p.m. Um, next thing that I have is big uh, crypto conference that happens every year in Colorado and Denver. It's called S Denver, East Denver. If you say it that way, I don't. I don't like to say it that way. I, least, I say S Denver, S Denver, because you don't say Ethereum. You say Which Ethereum. One? I don't know. Some. It's a big debate. <laughs> but anyway, um, Year of the Spork Whale. They love sporks. Um, February twenty third to March third. It's starting this week on the twenty third with their Build Week. So like. It's not really for everyone just yet. Um, basically, this first week they do like a whole hackathon, buildathon, where coders come through and they build some crazy stuff. Um, but everyone on the uh, screen can see here. There's a huge. It's a huge thing at the National Western Complex. Last year it was only uh, this one area, and that I don't even know what the two parts of it are called, but this one big spot was all it was this year, but now they're expanding it into this other building as well. That's awesome, man. So it's going to be big. Um, I got a DJ set inside the conference on Thursday. Oh, nice. The 29th, maybe? (laughs) I forget. Uh, Thursday the 29th, come to the DJ chill room to hear a nice chill Toto set. It's not like a party set. It's like... That there's going to be people like coding and like taking naps and stuff. Nice conference set. Yeah. It's conference chill out. Chill set. room. Yeah. Chill room conference set. They usually set up like crazy lasers and visuals in this chill room. It's like a relaxing Zen zone. So I'm doing a Zen zone set. But um, yeah, this is the largest uh, Ethereum festival in the world. It may even be one of the largest crypto festivals. It's a community owned innovation festival. So it's it's owned by um, a DAO, which is essentially like an online distributed organization. I am a part owner because I have some of their coins. Nice, so, man. But that doesn't mean anything for me. It just means that I get to go for free. And um, I'm telling you about this now. The main event is actually not this weekend, but next weekend, the one that's like the actual, you know, everyday people go conference going and see the booths and get free merch and swag from all the cool crypto companies. That's going to be next weekend. But you want to, if you want to go to this, you have to go and like apply to attend. Like it's not free for everyone, especially if you don't own the 
the coin. But um, if with this much time, you should be able to get in if you if you really want to. Cool. So check it out. There's a bunch of really cool speakers. All the biggest crypto heads are usually there, and all the biggest crypto companies get lots of merch. It's worth probably just going to check out the parking lot because there'll be like like Maseratis wrapped in like Louis Vuitton. Yeah, <laughs> like there's some mega ballers they that show up. Have flex. Some crazy crypto ballers. Do you, through. On this map, do you know where you're performing? It's like it, what number? Yeah. So for everyone who could see right here, it's it's in this God, Ryan, I feel like you might know what these buildings are called. This yep. this one right here, the sport castle is like the big main like conferencing floor one. And it's got this like whole auditorium in it. And then this one is more of like a rodeo type one. Yeah. But it's up here. Um number sixteen in the build hub. Nice. Okay. Is the DJ chill room. Yeah, and that's the that's the more recent because down on the the lower left, that little amphitheater, that's the old school arena that was built in like nineteen oh nine or something. So okay, cool. Yeah, they used to have the DJ chill room over here, but now it looks like it's going to be bigger. With um, they got like an art gallery and auction. They also like it's so cool and in that same area, it's it's like the whole creative space, and you in the build hub is where you get like all the coders and like. You, you get some hardware people too that cool. are coming in and they're like soldering and they're like yeah. creating like a synthesizer or something. Like they're just doing crazy <laughs> stuff. So there's really talented people in, in oh. that area doing crazy stuff, whether it's art, music, they're just straight up like soldering together. Like a who knows what they're making, but um, it's an open creative space over there. So it, sh it should be fun. And it's going to be a more relaxing DJ set. Cool, man. Yeah, I mean, imagine that was built in 1909. If like some kind of like time space portal opened up that the 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 welcome event for for the uh, National Western Stock Show complex somehow merged with the Ethereum show, <laughs> get a bunch yeah. of dusty bottom dudes being like, "Where am I?" Like, "Oh, this is Ethereum." <laughs> yeah, you didn't know what's that? The, spork, like, oh, the spork late. whale. You're, You're the spork about. whale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's a spork whale? How much are how much for a spork whale? Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that would be hilarious, actually. Cool, just man. Go from old west to new future. Yeah, I mean they're using the entire thing. I mean this is like a big footprint. Man, hats off to them. This is just getting bigger and bigger every year. Yeah, so it's cool. It's huge. They used to be down by. Um, they used to do a similar thing to like uh, UMS, where they would be on like South Broadway and a bunch of different venues, but now they've consolidated into this one spot cool cool and then last thing really quick is just an event that i'm doing tomorrow so i wanted to promote it for the people and i will come back and report next week on the experience it's this um weathered wick candle studio um you it's a custom candle creation experience it's like a date thing so i'm going with mckenna we got a gift card from my sister-in-law and my brother uh, for Christmas, but essentially you get your, it's all included. You get your, your candle holder, I guess. And then you get to choose like your wax and your type of wick that you want. And that's fun. Make your candle. That's super so we're gonna fun. Make some candles tomorrow night. And that's at the weathered wick. It has good reviews. So I'm going to check it out, see how it goes and, uh, hopefully make a, find a good smell, good scent. Dude, what a cool business. It's like a, it looks gorgeous too. Is this like a franchise or is this like a little, uh, I think this is just their little thing here. It's like, no a, kidding. 
Yeah, they have a very nice aesthetic on the website. Totally. Erica is is the oh, her sign is a Sagittarius. No respect. <laughs> Meet yeah. the team. Sign Sagittarius. Pet English Bulldog. Food. Chips and salsa. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Erica. Yeah, it it looks cool. It looks like a nice place. Looks like a cool little place to be. And I've never made a candle, so I want to know how to make a candle. No doubt. You can make it smell the way you want it to smell. Yes, I guess so. I I bet there's limitations. I don't know if I could bring in like an old sock and be like, this is what I want. (laughs) Why do you want to make it smell nasty? What's wrong with you? I'm just saying, I think they got, I think you're going to be choosing from some aromas or different types of waxes. Maybe you can combine some things, but. McKenna's going to be choosing. She's going to be like, yours will smell of leather and vanilla. That's like, it's the same thing, like ordering food at a restaurant. She'll be like, oh, I really want this one. She's like, well, maybe if you got this one and I got this one, then we could both split it. I'm like, you just chose two things that you want to split with me. That's how yeah, it is. Totally. That's how it is. At least you know going in, though. That's the that's that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Like, oh, this one smells really good. But I think I want this one, but maybe if we both got it. <laughs> so, no, I'm going to be choosing my scent. I will report back next week on what scent I'm going with. Awesome, man. I'll rip through mine. I've got some deep cuts and just some big parties. So uh, Friday, all my stuff is happening on Friday except for one. Friday, we have the Sunnyside Music Festival 2024 fundraiser, which is at Spirit Hound Distillers um, at 5 p.m. on Friday. The Sunnyside Music Festival is lovely. I've also seen that grow up over the last decade or so. It's a really cool show now. Um, We've also got Ludacris at the Fillmore Theater. I had to throw that in because Ludacris... I mean, you just can't deny it. It was so great to see him pop up with Usher for the halftime show. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, ludicrous music, you, you can't not have a wonderful time. It seems like that would be an awesome show. Also on Friday, we have the D, uh, DU Pioneers versus Miami of Ohio Red Hawks hockey. So we got collegiate hockey. DU, of course, plays at a very high level. I'm not sure they're ranking now, but they are champions. That's February at 7, or I'm sorry, Friday at 7 p.m. We've got the Roots Things Fall Apart 25th Anniversary Tribute. This is Friday at 9 p.m. at the Crypt, and this is being hosted by Jip the Hip, um, who's an amazing Denver DJ, been around forever, and kills it. So I'd be really interested to hear what he's going to do with this. I'm sure it's a listening party. I'm sure there's going to be exclusive remixes and stuff. Maybe a couple of dudes from the Roots will show up. I'm not sure, but like that album in particular, probably my third favorite Roots CD, but I think probably also their most commercially successful because it had that that track with Erica Badu on it. For me, I love the Roots more than anything. They really be, be were an archetype of what a band. If I had a vision in 1997 of what music would look like, it would have looked like the Roots. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Full bands, uh, R&B, rock and roll, hip hop, like the whole shebang. That's what I where I thought music was going. Turns out that wasn't the case. But the Roots did make another album called Phrenology that like m- melded all that together. They had some Cody Chestnut takes on that, but it was a very guitar heavy hip hop record that didn't stray into like rap metal. Ah, amazing. So, you know, on Friday I think I'm going to go down there at 9 p.m. and reimagine the the future that I thought was 25 years ago when Things Fall Apart comes out. Great. That uh, sounds awesome. 
Um, I also am including uh, uh, event in Winter Park, which is the Wake Up and Live 12th annual Bob Marley celebration. I believe it's his birthday coming up pretty soon. That's Saturday at Devil's Craft in Winter Park. Um, but this is a tribute band. I guess it's like a seven or eight piece tribute band to Bob Marley's music, which sounds absolutely mm. phenomenal. Um, Heidi and Ozzo went and saw uh, the Bob Marley movie this weekend. They said it was awesome. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I've seen that. They, they said it was really good. I I, I was like, I, I'm such like a Bob Marley disciple that I was afraid that I would see it and be like, what? I mean, I've seen so many documentaries. Yeah, like it's like an actor, I, you know, I, I don't know. But they said it was really good. They said that the patois was very thick and hard to understand sometimes, but like. <laughs> That's what I heard you know. too. Yeah. yeah. I used to live with a guy from Tobago. And so I, I feel, and I've watched Rockers so many times. And Rockers actually does have subtitles. I don't know if you guys have seen, have you guys seen the movie Rockers? No. No. Dude, top five movie all time. It's amazing. It's made in like 1974, I want to say. And it's in Jamaica. It's a Jamaican movie. And it's about, it's basically like a Robin Hood tale where like this, this, uh, this drummer named Horsemouth steals from the gangsters and gives it to the neighborhood. But all through it, like burning spears in it, and like all these like amazing reggae musicians are in it. Oh, shout to rockers! We'll have to check that out. But yeah, so those are my events. I also wanted to double back and hear how your stream went, Tom. The stream went well. Yeah, I, uh, Troy tuned in. He gave me some some feedback, but essentially, I was just testing out the waters, trying to figure out how I could do my transitions properly, what kind of camera angles might work well. Um, I think I got the sound pretty dialed in. I wasn't really like hosting it yet, like talking okay. on the radio show, but I was just kind of interacting with some people in the chat and just queuing up the next songs and talking about some things. But um, it was a good test run. And, you know, I think I'm going to try to stick to it every Thursday and make it better and better each time. So cool. eventually we'll be at a place where uh got a nice high quality show. And next thing I need to get is some lighting um, so that I could get get control of the light in my space because it's kind of just working off of whatever's coming from the ceiling right now. Yeah. Um, Got to get control of the lighting. Got to get a crucial. little bit better with the scene transitions and stuff and uh, labeling everything, but that's where I'm at. Nice. And the, the theme of the show is it's rare groove vinyl stuff, right? Yeah. The, this past time I was just kind of testing out some vinyls that I had, but it, it won't always be rare vinyls. Like maybe I'll show some cool ones that I really like from artists I like, but I, I want the main thing to be like, you would have never heard this vinyl otherwise. Like, yeah. I want to find just some weird stuff and, and cool, unique things, you know, classic stuff and basically just hunt for samples, but allow people to partake in that. Cool, man. In that experience. And you're streaming it. Where is it on? It's on Twitch. Oh, it's on Twitch. Okay. That's yeah. what happened because I got that link and I went to, I clicked on the link and I was like, oh man, I don't know if I even remember my Twitch if I'm registered there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to get signed up. You got to get signed up. It's a, you could probably um, watch it, but you won't be able to send any messages or like interact unless you have an account. So yeah, I will try to get it going again on Thursday. I, you know, I had every excuse to not do my trial run this past Thursday, but I powered through. I was like, you know what? I got to just do it. Yeah. Nice. And that's how you got it. You got to start it up, you know? Just it was a great, 
great trial run. I was jamming out to some. I think it was Duke Ellington. Yeah, I did playing. the best of Duke Ellington. That was that was good. I played this. Um, the first one I played was this like interesting like hip hop vinyl that I got from the Kitcaster Squad on my birthday a few years ago. I played that one. Cool. And then I think I just did the best of Duke Ellington, and that was like that was already like a two hour stream right there. So sell for those too. That's rad, dude. That sounds like nice. a great show. I might do uh, next time. I'm going to be doing the Stranger Things original soundtrack from season two. Hell yeah. And that's just like crazy sound design, like amazing soundscapes and atmospheres. That's a cool vinyl to have one. Yeah. It's, it's really good. You got to hear it. There's if, if you're ever trying to do anything dark and ominous, like all your samples are right there on that vinyl. So good. You have to plug in your new synth. Yeah. Do leads over it. I actually just, I was trying to get it, um, get it set up in a better way yesterday, but I need a couple cables to get it running. But I got it set up for like MIDI so I could send MIDI to it now and I could send MIDI from it. Sweet. Back to the computer. I just got to get uh, some specific audio cables to make sure that it's coming in. Nicely. That's crucial. Nice. Well, let's, let's do some highlights from last week before we get to the feature. Troy, tell us your highlight from last week. Yeah, I think uh main highlight is just relocating cities. Spent the whole weekend uh packing up the old place, moving, getting new furniture, getting rid of old furniture. Um, and we're settled into the new spot now. Kind of explored the neighborhood a little bit. Love it. It's a beautiful neighborhood, nice for walks. We're like 60-second walk from just stores, restaurants, bars. Um, shops like it's it's in a great location love the spot and uh we're we're uh slowly getting settled in here I, like i said earlier before the show i think probably about 30 percent unpacked haven't even started my office yet still stuff everywhere but it's going to be a slow uphill climb until everything's settled um mm. but yeah it was a it was a good weekend good weekend of moving i would say it went Relatively smoothly, smoothly. There were some minor, <laughs> minor hiccups, um, but you know nothing, nothing we can't overcome. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was it was. I'll say it was fun. It was a it was a fun experience, for sure. Are you feeling um, the LA energy yet? Are you feeling more creative? Like you need to get, you know, create and getting your music going stronger and stronger yet, Troy. Oh yeah, absolutely. The whole the whole vibe here is just different. Specifically, like where I, where I'm at in Silver Lake, right off uh, Sunset Boulevard. Like, just I walked down the street um, like two nights ago to go to uh, there's like this little market, and just mm-hmm. the the like nightlife and Pete the people around are just like it's just popping. Like, there's just so much energy, so much ambition. So I'm excited nice. to kind of feed. Yeah, feed off that, build some creative energy, and yeah, I love uh, that. I'm gonna check out your uh, your neighborhood later. You gotta let me know where you're at. Silver Lake. It looks like you're close to Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, close nice. to Dodger Stadium. One misleading thing: if I share my address with you, so the picture on Google Maps is like from it must be four or five years ago, and it's like. <laughs> Before this building was renovated, and it looks scary. So just FYI, <laughs> it's because okay, everyone asks for my address, and I send it to them. And the first picture that pops up is like the Google Maps picture, and mm-hmm. or no, sorry, or Google Earth. Sorry, not Google Maps. Google Earth 
like the street yeah. view the street view street view and it's like this like abandoned run down like trap house but it's 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 been renovated since then so just fyi it's renovated. a renovated trap house now yeah nice. exactly exactly cool cool dude that sounds so fun man yeah. oh i'm so happy for you i know that took us so long to get settled there were times where i was like i don't know if troy's gonna make it <laughs> it sounds like there's too many odds to be to get <laughs> get to yeah, LA. Yeah, getting to LA from San Diego sounds tough. Oh, yeah, we were just congrats, very dude. very picky. We wanted to make sure we had the right spot, and it paid off. Three months later, it paid off. Yeah, awesome. That's yeah. so cool, man. We're gonna be out there, Troy. That's right. We that's an end of March conference. End yeah. of March. That's nice. right. We're gonna have to we have to synchronize our swatches. I'm glad you brought that up because we're gonna have to pull the trigger on that this week. Oh yeah, make it's, that happen. That's right down the street from here. So we're all yeah. going to be staying at uh, Troy's new apartment. We're going to set yeah. up some cots. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll have yeah. the pull out pull out couch in the office. And Troy, yeah, Troy's not even fully moved in yet. We're coming in with sleeping bags. And- yeah, <laughs> like let's go party, guys. Yeah, go. On. You, you can have the bed, Tom. Bed. You can have my bed. I'll sleep on the floor. Yeah, that's funny. Awesome. Cool. I got a highlight. My highlight is kitties. Just got two, rescued two little brothers. Nice, brother man. Kitties. They're nice. They're still, you know, they're found on the streets. So they got some street kitty um, fears still instilled in them. They were found in the street. Who knows if they were in a dumpster or whatever, but they were found as like newborn kitties on the street. So they're probably, they're still a little bit, uh, weary a little bit scared of us yeah but they're playing that one of them is much more scared than the other one and for a whole day we got them on sunday cool but last night uh for the first time the more scared one came out and he was playing with the toy and stuff so the other one is much more uh advantageous he's running around he's been playing with us he's been getting close but still not close enough for pets yet yeah but if the toy's out they're down for the toys. And if you start moving too quick, they're going to like run under the bed and, yeah. and hide. But uh, they're doing good. Their adoption names are Mario and Luigi. That's what they were called. Okay. <laughs> we haven't decided if we're going to change that yet. The The names are pretty good for them, but I don't Th- know. Those we, could be middle names, but you should probably give them a new name. We're probably going to give them new names. Yeah. Those are the names that came from the shelter. Those are their, their past cool. life names. So Question. If it's a middle name, they'll always remember it. But Totally. Did you adopt them at a yoga class? No. <laughs> I wish. That would be a great way to go adopting. It, it seem, well, yeah. From what it seems like, it seems like a lot of animals are being adopted at yoga classes. Yoga I, plus kittens. Like, I did yeah. go to yoga, though, the same day that I adopted them. Whoa. Oh, close. Did you, or, well, we adopted them. Yeah, so that could have inspired it. But yoga could have made me feel like I needed to get them. So how big are they? They're like little, little? I think they're probably, I think they're like three months old. It's a little so wiry. They're, yeah, they're still, you could still see that they're kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not like little fluffy. fit in your hand. They're, yeah. they're like maybe this big. In what colors? They're like spotty. I don't know. Like a calico kind of coat? Yeah, let me show you. Are we I talking about American short hairs here? I don't really know. One the crazy thing is they're brothers. One of them is short hair and the other one is long hair. Really? So you yeah. got a shaggy one. This is the shaggy one. 
Oh my God, that's pretty darn cute, man. Yeah, I don't know if the people can <laughs> see him, but oh, that's yeah. Cute. Look at him there, nice, nice. long-haired guy. And then Luigi is the short-haired guy. He just came out for the first time last night. He's really cute. Too. Oh my God, he's super cute. He's got little white socks. Oh, look nice. at his white socks. Little he's white a bib. White, he's got a white bib. So they, yeah, he's got. They look like on. they're good-looking cats. Yeah, they're nice. You, they're really nice. I'll show you the. I'll show everyone the brothers' pick as well, with the two of them. I, I've got a nomination for the names: Ruffy and Tuffy. Ruffy and Tuffy. Middle name Mario and Luigi. Oh, nice. Ruffy, Luigi, and <laughs> Tuffy Mario. <laughs> Very cute, both of them. That's pretty cute, cute, man. Yeah, they're doing good. They're they're uh, making progress quick. I'm sure in no time they'll be out and running around and. Oh, yeah. Luigi basically lives under the bed right now, though. <laughs> Mario encourages him. He like was pushing him out of the bedroom door to explore the apartment last night. So they're doing good. Yeah, two days in, that's great. Give them a little wet food, some greenies. Mm-hmm. Then they're on board. The the wet food's good. They don't like the treats that we got them, so we got to try again on the treats. But the uh, woman who was fostering them said it took Luigi five weeks to come out from under the uh, like under the sofa whoa whoa but he was out last night in 24 hours so he's a little bit of stability will be good for him yeah nice man well that's exciting new kitty day little kitties i need one of those i i also had a uh, highlight that was animals um yesterday uh the the four of us my little family went to cheyenne mountain zoo in um, Colorado Springs. Nice. Troy, this is a wonderful zoo. It's in Colorado Springs. So it's, it's probably like an hour south of Denver, but it's super cool. It's like, as opposed to like the Denver Zoo, or let's say like, um, what's the wild part or the wild animal park there in, in um, San Diego? I don't know if you've ever been to that one. Mm-hmm. The wild safari park. Yeah. Yeah, the Wild Safari Park. So when you walk into that one, there's like there's like the the tram over there, and there's like all these big areas where you can see the animals. Whereas the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo isn't like that. The Denver Zoo is very similar too, where there's like there's all these different places you can go, and kind of flat dirt spots. Cheyenne Mountain Zoo is on the mountain, and it's kind of like a curated, like guided thing. So there's one way to go really, and you're kind of hiking up the mountain. So it's in, in a sense, it's like Ikea, you know, like Ikea puts you on this path, you know, where you see all the rooms in different like situations. So you go through and it's very like tactile, like you feed like the giraffes and then there's like these wallabies that you can kind of pet them. There's like a lot of kind of almost tame animals. It's so cool. And it's like on the mountain, you know, so like you see like the mountain lions, they got tigers and they got all the, the, the charismatic megafauna and they're on the mountain. So for me, it, it becomes very visceral because you're like, ah, dang, look at that tiger right there. And it's, you know, hmm. that's so I don't cool. know. It's just, it's, it was really cool. I'm looking and at a really pictures. fun time to, to spend with, with my kids. I mean, when they're teenagers in their high school, you don't get a chance to just have everybody together at the same time with no sports or no whatever. So mm-hmm. it was just a wonderful time. I loved it. Yeah. We, we stopped by uh, uh, Fat Sully's after that. And, nice. Yeah, and got some got some pizza and some burgers. It was great. Hell yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. So let's dive into this feature. Okay, and I'm going to lead things off. So this these are hacks. When people coming into town, what do they need to know? Well, first things first, like when you show up in Denver, you need to trade your car to get a Subaru. 
you know, or a Tacoma, that would be fine too. You, you got to get a German Shepherd, or, or I'm sorry, what am I talking about? Border Collie. You got to get a Border Collie, a Husky, or a uh, Labrador. Mm-hmm. Uh, any color would be fine. You, these are the things you've got to do. Okay. But aside from that, there are some tips that, that I think would enhance your experience coming into new in Denver. Um, and what I'm going to talk about first is the other side of the outdoors. Most people, I think, come to Denver because they want to experience everything that the outdoors of Colorado has to offer. Hmm. Generally speaking, these are folks coming from East Coast, West Coast, um, and they're probably thinking about skiing. Great. Snowboarding. Awesome. Maybe mountain climbing. Great. Mountain biking. Awesome. Hiking. All of these things. We'll we'll call them the REI athletes. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? These are the people clogging up our highways that we shake our (laughs) fist at. You know, they got two Yeti bikes on top that are pristine and brand new and clean. Mm -hmm. Don't be that guy right away. What I'm going to encourage people to do... Is, is go the other way. Go the, the Cabela's athlete. Uh, you know, you've got all of your like hunting and fishing. Um, and if that's not really your cup of tea, what I'd ex- uh, I would, I would uh, encourage you to do is just check out Colorado Parks and Wildlife website before you really dive in. And the reason why I say that, if you don't like hunting and fishing, that's fine. Really, this is just a uh, endorsement of Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Um, the outdoor here life here is is amazing, and I don't want to say people treat it like an amusement park, but kind of, you know. Whereas I think like there's so much uh, enrichment you can have to exploring the, the 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 beautiful mountains outside of Denver by getting to know a little bit of like the conservation that's gone into it, like the people and the biologists that are like making sure these areas are beautiful and what that means to somebody as a, as a, who's new here. You're new here. You see some beautiful columbine flowers. You might want to cut those and take them home with you for your Instagram page. It's a bad idea. Don't do that. You don't want to do that. You want to, you know, leave less impact. You know, perhaps you're an exper- experienced outdoorsman and and you you already have everything down. Well, you should be excited then to, to learn about the conservation e- efforts in Colorado and how you can participate because there's so many different kind of ways to participate. So in short, my hack is check out the Colorado Parks and Wildlife website, see the opportunities you can be involved, and just educate yourself onto like the this natural world you're heading into. You know, it's, it, it's, it's not six, you know, six flags, you know, mm-hmm. with mountain bikes. It's really not. It's something right. else. And, and I think that new people can, will have a, a newfound appreciation of the outdoors just right in our backyard here in Denver, Colorado. Tom, what, what do you, what hacks you got for new folks coming to Colorado? For sure. Also, Denver. I got the, the website up for everyone here. It's over 4,000 campsites are in the Parks and Wildlife Network. <laughs> Incredible. 4, That's insane. In Colorado, 4,000 campsites. And 58 cabins and yurts yeah. in the state. Yeah, the yurt trips, the cabin trips are huge here. Those look really fun. I've never done one of those, but I want to do like a snowshoeing one or like a, get some split boarding, skinning up to a yurt. And totally. Get some backcountry and that would be sick. So fun. And again, like this is like a very pragmatic, This the whole website is obviously run by the state, but by conservationalists, biologists, there's a bit of romance that comes to people moving to Denver for the first time. And mm-hmm. I remember because... I went to school in Durango as a uh, a freshman and lived in the dorms. There's some people from the 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 East Coast, and they're like, "Where's the teepees?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "They're like, I thought we're near the reservation." I'm like, "Yeah, we are. It's just down the ways." They're like, "Where's the teepees?" I was like, yeah. "Dude, they live in houses." Yeah, it's <laughs> what are you talking? It's not the old west, man. Not teepees. 
but they literally like thought it was the old West because there's a certain romance that comes with Denver and Colorado. And I appreciate that, but mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to put that fire out, but also people should know <laughs> that, you know, they should know various things as provided for us by the Colorado parks and wildlife. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> that kind of transitions into one of my first tips here. It's like, Everyone thinks that it's so cold all the time. <laughs> yeah. But l- just like my intro this morning, it's going to be 65 today. <laughs> totally. Right now it's 53 degrees. No, it's 59 right now, it says. That's warmer than 65. here right now. Did you, Troy, did you say, is that warm? No, that's warmer than here right now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We're warmer than LA. So. Yeah. That's that's all you guys got to know. Um yeah, that's that's one of my tips. You know, if you're traveling, you got to pack for every weather scenario. Yeah. Um, anytime between, I'd say, mm, say October and April, you got to pack for winter, summer, spring, fall. It's just all for those. <laughs> <laughs> time. So make sure that you pack well. Um, the, this was going to be my first tip, but I learned this kind of the hard way when I came here, but you got to be nice. Mm. It's, coming from the East Coast, it's a lot more of like a uh, abrasive, kind of like tough love atmosphere over there, but that is not the way it is here. So like when I came here for college, I was a freshman and I'd be like hanging out with, you know, making some new friends in the dorms and I'd be like, oh, you're so you're so dumb. You're like, oh, you suck, whatever. And <laughs> people are like, damn, dude, like that's really mean. I'm like, no, I'm like trying to be friends with you. <laughs> that's how I show love. Yeah. It's by insulting you. Yeah, exactly. In, yeah. New, in New Jersey, they're like, oh, you're such a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> you're my piece of shit. Yeah. But here, like, it's a lot more, you got to be nice. The once You have to build up that friendship a lot. Um before you can start insulting people in Colorado. So yeah. just just keep that in mind. It's definitely different. I've, people literally for, I was called like mean and like an asshole a couple times, <laughs> like in my first few months of college, I'm like, no, I'm actually like not mean. I'm just, this is just the way that people talk in my, in New Jersey. So I don't know. What's wrong with Tom? And he's fine. He called me an <laughs> asshole. I'll remember to be extra nice. <laughs> when I visit. That means you guys are basically engaged. Yeah, it's true. I think Denver's like overall attitude is much more West Coast than East Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's very nice. It's it's a slower paced place. Don't be upset if your burritos are taking you know thirty minutes to come out from the kitchen. Yeah, it's just it's the way it is. It takes it's a little, lot more slow paced and it's a lot more polite. And don't be surprised if the person at the grocery store checkout is trying to ask you about your day and is trying to like see what's going on. Because in New Jersey or in New York City, it's just like, get out of my face. It's none of that. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not having like small talk and like whatever with your checkout person, your clerk. So it's different here. You got to be ready for that because some people can't handle that. That's true. Some, I mean, my friends who have all come to visit can handle it. But like my boy, Maddie was really surprised that like we were out at, we were actually at the flip night that we talked about last week. <laughs> no, this was a couple of years ago. Um, and he dropped like a 20 on the ground and he was like, 
couldn't believe that a dude like picked it up and was like, yo, you dropped this. He's like, I can't believe that guy gave me the 20. He's like, I wouldn't even give me the 20. Uh, that's hilarious. That yeah. is funny. I knew a guy from Pittsburgh, same thing. He was like, dude, people are so soft here. I'm going to run through everybody. He was like a roofer. Yeah. He's got a TV a TV show on HGTV, so he did run through everybody. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's true. You know, and I think like honoring that, being a little nicer, like respecting the culture that you're coming into is also a good way to go. You could, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the gruffness of the East Coast. I appreciate that. But it's there for when you want to have that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not here. And then my final tip is to take it easy. Know what you're in for if you're doing like a hike or anything in the mountains or out in the wilderness. Like Ryan was talking about going and doing things out in the wilderness. But like you need to know what's going on. Like don't, don't, short, don't skimp on the planning. You got to like, you can actually, you could just die. Like you need to make sure that you're not it happens every messing year. around. Yeah. People will come here and just die because they don't really? know what they're doing. Yeah, totally. So like it always happens skiing. Like some people will come out from the East Coast or somewhere else and try to do like backcountry line, get no stuck way. in some deep powder or avalanche or whatever it is. Like that will happen. Or someone will go on a 14er and not check the weather and realize that it's, isolated thunderstorms in the afternoon they get struck by lightning they're dead yeah they get stuck in like a mudslide or they're you know having to shelter in place on a 14er like you don't you don't want that to happen also 14ers and like high altitude hiking is way harder than you think it is big time people don't even understand how hard it is yeah um even after living here for years and years i did the first time i did a 14er i was like dude i'm this is tough. It was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. You've never been in a situation where you take 10 steps and you are completely gassed and exhausted Yeah, until you do that. I know, man. That That's a really important one. Just a general rule of thumb. Here's the weather report in the summer for 14ers. It's going to have a thunderstorm 100%. Yeah. That's exactly. it. And you should definitely be out, back down underneath tree line by 2 p.m. Because, yeah. dude, you get caught out there and it happens so often that people get struck by lightning, man. You can't even do it if <laughs> it says, like, partly cloudy. Like, yeah, you no. should only try to do something like that if it's clear sun for the entire day yeah. and it's still going to rain. Yeah, dude. Or something's still going to happen. That feeling of trying to huff it, you know, double time down a, a trail above tree line with the, with the lightning cracking around you, that is so scary, it's man. Not it's awful. It's so bad. <laughs> You don't want. I, I think do it's that. a it's, general. It's really just not fun, and it is good, scary, and it's good, really dangerous. Just yeah, it's general. A good general totally. rule of thumb, I think, is to just not underestimate the power of Mother Nature in general. Yes, yeah, that is a good tip right there. That's that's basically it. That's all I'm saying. Just make sure you do your research. Don't just think you're going to come out here and go on like a top difficulty hike and be fine because you're not going <laughs> to be fine. Not. You could get in trouble. Yeah. It happens every year. I mean, people get lost. People get lost all the time. You know, there's 20 or 30,000 new incoming freshmen to see you every year, mm-hmm. you know? And the one thing that always happens too is like, see you, or Boulder is nestled right against the flat irons, you know, which are these like beautiful rock formations and stuff. And it never fails. There's always a, a college freshman that goes, climbs up one of Kids those falls, yeah. <laughs> does a selfie and steep. falls over and yeah. dies. Don't do that either. Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> don't uh don't take selfies too close to the edge there's always stories about that people selfieing to death yeah yeah maybe I'll, yeah, we'll wrap this up but like what i'm trying to think of stuff also for the not non af or the non-outdoor enthusiast it almost goes without saying but like there's a yeah. lot of folks in in denver the move here that they don't have maybe the that big aspirations to getting after it in the in the high country yeah definitely you know. There's other things to do. I mean, oh, there's yeah. plenty of culture and art and music and whatever yeah. you're looking for. Food. I mean, people say that Colorado doesn't really have too much of its own stuff, but besides like green chili, but <laughs> you know, there's a lot of really high quality, you know, cuisine of like every kind. And totally. Maybe the tip from this podcast is that you're new to Denver and you're listening to this, trying to figure out what to do. What do you love to do? Plus yoga. Those yes. things are going to coexist somewhere yes. here. <laughs> exactly. Do you want um, nachos and yoga? Yeah. It's got to be around here somewhere. Someone's you, doing it. Someone's Do doing you, it. If not, th- here's a business opportunity for you. You can create a, a massive gravitational field by do, putting whatever you like plus yoga. Taxes and start, yoga. Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> should just start the uh, template. You know, just say, we will sell you our... Um, vetted and proved <laughs> yoga plus what system yeah. online course yeah oh, yeah i love it i love it we just got to learn how to do yoga yeah we got to be yoga teachers <laughs> what do you like doing be like well i'm really into collecting matchbox be like no kidding plus yoga on sunday <laughs> 2 p.m let's go matchbox yoga dude i actually like matchboxes of course i have three pretty sick ones right now Dude, you got the orange track? I don't know. Somewhere it's probably all boxed up. Probably. Dude, the orange track track for the matchbox where you put them when you have the little shooter and it like has the jump and then you do the loop-de-loop. The orange actual track that you put the matchbox on. I'm talking about actual matchboxes. Oh, I was talking about matchbox cars. Yeah, I I picked up you two were talking about two different things there. Oh, yeah, those are sick. I like actual matchboxes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> plus yoga let's do it man sometimes i have these sick the, the graphic designers on some of these matchboxes are dope i don't know where i i acquired a couple recently i think they were in um I, I got some in like vegas and then i got some in nashville i got mad matchboxes in nashville nice that's where i got them from but dang oh, there's some cool matchboxes out there anyway sorry i'm getting sidetracked no it, 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 do did you grow up with those being called matchbox cars or those just called Hot Wheels? Hot Wheels for me. Yeah. What They're always Hot Wheels. For, always Hot Wheels for me. Hot Wheels. Matchbox cars. See, that must be old school. Both East and West Coast knew them as Hot Wheels. I knew them as Hot Wheels, but that's more the brand. That's the brand. That's, that's the, the brand. Uh, the best roll to, the, to your tailor hand. We had micro machines back in the day. Those were dope too. All right. That's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Um, big shout out to Troy. Congratulations on the move, buddy. So happy for you, man. Sounds appreciate, awesome. Appreciate shout it. Shout out to Tom. Um, uh, shout out to our sponsor, Kitcaster. Go to kitcaster.com forward slash Denver and find everything you need to know about this podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And you can catch us every week. We also live stream it on YouTube at about 10, 12 to 10, 14 on Tuesday morning. So we'll see you there. Thanks, everybody. See you later.